Greetings, Off the Mounders. This is Off the Mound with Ryan Dempster Podcast, presented by Sloan. Man, I love Sloan, our presenting sponsor. They're pretty special. Anyways, as always, I'm your host, Ryan Dempster. And if you like pitching, then you are in the right place because today we'll be joined by a pair of former Cubs. That's right. These two Southpaws, lefties, are pretty uh, pretty special guys in their own right. And they got some interesting stories to tell. And uh, one of them has a particular, particularly, is that a word? Particularly interesting journey um, as he went to the big leagues, starter, reliever, released, back to starter and independent ball, and all the way back to the big leagues. So our first guest, Ted Lilly, was a two-time All-Star during his 15-year career, including three-plus seasons on the north side as a member of the Cubs and a big part of our back-to-back division-winning ball clubs in 2007 and 2008. Then, a little later, we'll bring in another lefty as we talk with Rich Hill, a guy you might remember who broke in the majors with the Cubs all the way back in 2005. And he's still going strong today. So let's get this thing started as Ted Lilly goes off the mound. Teddy, great to see you as always. Dempy, this is a pleasure. This is a, this is a great show you have running. And it's, uh, it's, it's really awesome to be on it. Oh, man. Well, it's, it's only a, a, a great show because of the guests that we have, including people like you. Um, it's awesome to catch up with you about life, about baseball. Um, we'll start with baseball a little bit. Um, you know, you look back behind you, you got a couple jerseys there hanging up. Uh, one of them um, over your left shoulder, the Chicago Cubs jersey. And I know this because playing with you, talk to me about what it was like for you playing in Chicago on the north side at Wrigley Field um, as a Cubby. What did that What did that mean to you? Well, I think it, it starts with the fans. Uh, you know, going going back there, um uh, on the visit initially after you know we kind of decided that that was uh that was uh, the best opportunity um and wanted to wanted to be a part of uh um, an organization that that had intentions on on winning and obviously um you know we did everything we could during that time but i think the thing that makes it special and you hear this you hear this a lot even even on um, you know some teams from players, uh, some teams that maybe um, maybe didn't win the division, but uh, the players all seem to have had a great experience, and I think that's a byproduct of um, of the fans' enthusiasm uh, just for the opportunity to go out and watch a ball game uh, midweek at at one o'clock. So, um, and uh, you know, I, I think that that uh, those those situations tend to bring out the best in all of us. You tended to bring out the best in me, dude. You always were like the, I say this about you all the time. You were the most incredible teammate about wanting me to do well so that it pushed you to do better. Like you wanted to be good. You didn't want to be good. You wanted to be great. You know, where, where did that come from? Did you have somebody along the way that was that way with you? Um, yeah, I, I think that there were, you know, there were some some friends that um, we had this uh, really healthy, um, you know, competitive thing going on that um, we drove each other. And then obviously when you and I um, were able to connect in, in Chicago and uh, kind of on the, on the same page there and trying to find out what we we're capable of being. Um, and th- there's, there's no question that, for one, to get to the major leagues and 
to stay, you have to be self-motivated to begin with. Um, but uh, I think that, you know, there were a number of us there in Chicago that wanted to go and, and take that a little further and, and, and really try and push the envelope and find out what we're capable of. And um, I, I think that, you know, together, um, individuals, you know, working symbiotically can, you know, are more capable of, uh, of doing that. So I was fortunate, very fortunate to be in that situation um, with guys like yourself. Um, and, and there's, you know, there's a, n a number of, of players that we were, uh, you know, able to be around that, uh, that did that in various ways and so many different personalities, but guys pulling in the same direction and pulling for each other. Did you, uh, you were really like, you know, the epitome of that day, what can I do to win? And, you know, one time I remember that that really stood out um, was we were in St. Louis, you were on third base and the play was a play at home plate on an infield ground ball and the ball went to Yachty at home plate and you proceeded to truck Yachty at home. You, you ran him over. Um, and a lot of people might remember that. But one of my favorite was after the game when D. Lee looked at you and said, Teddy, what are you doing? And you just said, I'm trying to win the game. What if that one run right there was what won us the game? Where in your life did that mentality come up? Who, who pushed you to do that? Was it a teammate in the minor leagues? Were you like that in high school? Where did that come from? I, I, think, I think some of that mentality does, it does start early on from whatever experiences we go through. Um, some of that is even, you know, even my own insecurity in a way where I just didn't feel like I was good enough to, um, to do anything at, you know, at, uh, at less than everything that I had. Um, and, you know, thinking back on that time, we were not playing well. I think we'd lost seven in a row. Um, and uh, so, I, I was I was taking the mound that day in St. Louis, and 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 even even then that day, you know, we're we're just you know we're we're in grind mode as a team, um, and I I kind of thought that if there was an opportunity, obviously you know it starts with pitching well and giving us a legitimate chance to to win that day, um, but uh, you know maybe there was a spark in in some way. So yeah, I I definitely tried tried to cause a fumble um, at the dish, and uh, I, I was. I remember, I remember D. Lee saying, even before he said that to you, he's like, what's he doing? I said, Ted, I said, D. Lee, man, if you ask Ted right now, if you said, I'll bet you a thousand dollars that you can't run through that brick wall, his first question back to you would be, where do I get to start from? And I, I always loved that about you. Like you really did. You brought, you brought the best out of me. So I, I appreciated that, um, as a teammate, um, you know, we play with a ton of, uh, ton of great guys. Um, actually a guy that's going to be on the show after you today, Rich Hill play with us on the north side. You guys both had, um, you know, nasty curveballs. Um, is that something that you guys, the two of you would talk about and compare curveballs? Did you go up to Rich Hill and say, how do you throw that? Because I want to throw that like that. Um, you know, is that discussion that you guys have as teammates? Um, I mean, there were there were times for sure. And, and even even after he was he was gone, I mean, he Rich had tremendous feel for spin. Um, he, you know, in Chicago, I, I don't think was really able to show what he could do. He just kind of turning him loose and, and, and letting him, let him learn there a little bit. Um, but, uh, 
Rich, Rich was really special, and you know, um, as well as so many of them, how much of a fun teammate he was, and 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 how positive positive he was. You know, you talk about a teammate that that pulled for everybody. Um, he, Rich was definitely one of those guys. So, um, but uh, to watch him go through the journey that he has, I, I can't tell you how fulfilling that is to 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 see. And, and I think that, you know, maybe not at the time it was conscious effort on, on his part, but um, he certainly has inspired a lot of people. And, and he's a, an example um, that I'll use from time to time with, with various players. And, and I imagine, you know, other people do as well, because what, what he's done, the perseverance that, that he's had throughout his career is remarkable. And uh, there's just a tremendous amount of respect for uh, for who Rich Hill is and, and what he's been able to do, you know, talking about maximizing his ability. And, and so really, um, really, really happy for Rich and, and uh, look forward to seeing him soon. Um, you talked to a word there you used when you talked about Rich was perseverance. Um, the draft being, uh, you know, happening. A lot of these kids, college kids, high school kids that aren't going to get drafted because there's only five rounds and, um, you know, they feel like that the, you know, that their world, their baseball world's ending because of that, right? Less minor league teams, baseball's in a little bit of a weird scenario. What kind of advice would you have for them? You know, you're a guy that was drafted in the 23rd round. You weren't a first round pick. You weren't a fifth round pick, you know, and you talk about Rich Hill's story. What, what would you give to those kids? What would you say to them in order for them to have that same perseverance? What kind of, you know, advice would you offer them? Well, it's, you know, I don't know how you feel about it, but I, I think the game, you know, becoming a major leaguer and staying in the major leagues is more difficult than it ever was before. And I imagine that's always been the case, you know, as the, as the years have gone by, there's just, there's so much competition out there. So um, you have to, an individual just has to have such a deep burning desire to, um, to, and, and a mindset that is like willing to embrace adversity. I mean, if there's any part of you that, that thinks that there's an easy road to the show these days, um, I would really encourage you to, you know, that individual to, to rethink that. Um, certainly there are some, some physically gifted uh, um, players out there, but it just, it takes so much more than that. So, um, you know, uh, with, with the draft being five rounds, um, you know, at this point, yeah, there are going to be a number of really good players that uh, are on the outside of that and um, don't get the opportunity that they that they would have in, in terms of the draft. But uh, it, it doesn't stop. I mean, it, you know, there are many cases that this could very well be a blessing in disguise and, uh, and, and we don't know it. So whether they end up going back to the university and something clicks for them because they're able to learn it through a pitching coach um at their you know at their school or maybe they end up you know entering into college instead of signing in the in the draft um and they have an experience that really prepares them for pro bowl that's you know that's possible as well i mean i i think that you know our organization in chicago is a little unique in, in developing um and and how well we, we we take care of uh take care of our pitchers and and uh, but um you just you just don't know so it still comes down to the individual and what they're willing to make out of what it is they have in front of them um, and it'll always be that way it's just 
there is no easy road. You know, I, you know, all of them want to have a successful career. And I mean, I don't ever remember personally, you know, thinking to myself, I've got this and I can just put it in cruise control. That's just, <laughs> it's never the case. Yeah, so. it, feel, it feels like you are, you're constantly dealing with adversity, whether that's, you know, uh, this might be a, a good lesson for them. This is adversity thrown in your face early on because you're going to battle through injuries and failures, um, trades, you know, feeling like a team doesn't want you, but another team does and all those different emotions um, that go on. You know, this is just one of many times that, you know, that these kids are going to deal with that on, the, on their quest to be big leaguers. Um, and as well, like you said, even when you're in the big leagues. You know, you're constantly, you know, making adjustments and battling adversity because it's constantly thrown your way. Yeah, it'll it'll never stop. And that is that is one thing that, um, you know, that I that I you know do want to emphasize is that it's just it's it's a part of the gig. Um, you know, you you know, you sign up and you have visions of doing this and and it, you know, it very well should be because it's a. Uh, it's a tremendous privilege to uh, to be able to play for one of these uh, one of these major baseball teams. Um, I see right down on your right side there. You got a little man. That's uh, for a lot of people who don't know this about you, Ted. Your your name is Theodore Roosevelt Lily the third. So that would be Theodore Roosevelt Lily the fourth. That's little Theo right there. Theo, pop up and say hi to us. Come on, get in the picture. Say hello to everybody. That's right. Everybody in America El, is watching this show. Yeah. El Cuatro. El Cuatro. Um, the reason I bring up the name is uh, you and I, spring training, we're going to, uh, Lou wanted us to hit, you know, on the days we weren't pitching to work on our bunning and our hitting at the minor league facilities where they have the four fields. He, he wanted, he wanted, given uh, my, I want to interrupt you. He wanted Carlos Zambrano to hit and us to bunt. If I recall. That, that is very, very true. He did not want us swinging away, if at all possible. He definitely wanted us bunting. Um, you were a much better hitter. I could tell by your 101 career batting average compared to my 099. Um, so you definitely were better at swinging it than I was. Um, that's tough for us to swallow, both of us as grown men and professional athletes, to know that's our career batting average. We have to sleep on that at night. But um, that being said, back to our story. So now we're leaving the spring training facility at Ho-Ho Camp Park. And we're going to go up to Fitch Park to where the minor leagues are working out. And we decide full uniform to ride our bicycles uh, with our bats and our bags and, uh, and head up there. And you were a little bit ahead of me. And as you rode out of the ballpark, I see a gentleman on his, on his uh, bike, a, a cop on his bike. Whoop, whoop. He went after you um, for riding your bike up the wrong um, lane of traffic. And as I pulled up next to you, he was proceeding to give you a citation. Can you take us a little bit through that? Uh, you know, what, what happened right there and, and uh, kind of, uh, you know, the, the humor behind the fact that all the fans were taking pictures of you in full uniform as you were receiving a, 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 a bike citation? Yeah, so, um, so apparently when he had thrown on, you know, there were there were – Quite a few cars. It was right around game time, and we were heading over, heading over to the minor league park. So, uh, spikes and the whole deal. So he pulls me over, and and uh, by the time that you showed up, you were usually trailing me. You know, whether it was a run or a bike ride or something like that. So I had to wait for you, and I and I tried to hold off as long as I could. But so he 
so he says, okay, I need your first name. And so I, I gave him my first name, you know, Theodore. And he goes, so he writes it down. He goes, uh, um, and your middle name. And I said, Roosevelt. And he just looked up at me, um, you know, pretty intently and, and not, um, not very, uh, appeased and, and, uh, and said, Hey, I, you've got two choices. You can give me your middle name or we can go to jail right now. And I, and I said, sir, that, that is my middle name. And by this time now the the fans are around and some of the baseball fans kind of, you know, they, they knew that my, what my middle name was, or some of them were just in, enjoying this. And so they're laughing and he's getting a little hot. Um, and, uh, so I think about that time, and, and I do appreciate this, about that time, you, you come up and, in a pretty diplomatic, diplomatic way and, and, uh, and convince the officer that my middle name is indeed Roosevelt. And uh, that, that got us uh, off the hook, I think, or he, he may have wrote us a ticket, but then um, you, you were able to get that overturned with, um, with your, your charm. <laughs> that was great. It was, uh, it was, I know most of the story, so I, I hope that in editing we can, we can piece all that together. I, I did like, I, I did like the fact that uh, you spelt out your name to him, you know, because, because he didn't believe that you were Theodore Roosevelt Lily the third. Oh, was, right. Yeah. Was, yeah. That was, and that, that was, he didn't like that. Yeah. Um, so one thing, uh, you know, um, you know, spring training, how much, how much fun spring training is, how much fun you had in spring training. And the thing about spring training is, is that, um, you always have a little bit of, a little bit more relaxed type atmosphere. And when you have a manager like Lou as your manager, um, it tends to lead to some interesting times, right? Some, some interesting stories. Uh, you know, I know you and I, we couldn't wait to get out on the bench to see what Lou was going to do. Um, you know, thinking back on some fun moments, what are some of the, the fun memories you had of Lou, you know, as you were watching the game unfold? I know you, you tell a great story about Reed Johnson uh, with pinch hitting that was really, really funny um, pertaining to Lou. Yeah, I mean, Lou, and I also want to say that I, I learned a tremendous amount sitting there yeah. um, listening to him think because Lou was an out loud thinker. Um, and a pretty honest one. And so, um, you know, the coaching staff around him there, you know, um, I think you go into that with some thick skin. So, but, um, yeah, really, I, I learned a tremendous amount about, um, how he saw the game and, and from an you know, advanced way of thinking. Um, I, you know, I had, uh, not, not really, um, thought about the game in the way in, in that in that way it was really more so about what I can do and how I can kind of just survive in my own craft but just so many moving pieces and uh um but the number of stories with with, with Lou are you know are, are pretty great and it and it at times I, I think that we did have we did have the right kind of guys as well not only coaching staff but players um for the most part that uh um, that were able to, you know, they were able to handle, uh, you know, some of the off the wall, uh, comments at times, but, um, I thought he was pretty good at, at putting guys in the right situation to help them succeed. Um, 
you know, he, 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 I guess a, a knack for it, but I think it was his, it was his own way. And he just, he, he saw the game, um, you know, in, in a, I think in the combination with, with math, what was available at that time, it was, uh, it was pretty good. So, but, um, you know, one, uh, I, I wasn't sure if, you know, if he would do this on purpose, but, you know, forget guys' names or call them by the, call them by the wrong name. But our bullpen catcher during that time, Corey Miller, um, was in the, sh in the shower with Lou. And apparently I wasn't there for this, but Mike Fondell hit a couple of homers and maybe two doubles. I think he went four for four, four for five and, uh, and, and lit it up with a bat that day. And Mike and Corey are, you know, similar, uh, similar build and, and look and, and, uh, <laughs> and this is probably three quarters of the way through the season. And uh, these two guys are in the showers, you know, this is kind of later in the day. And I guess Lou looked over and said, hey, way to swing the bat today, kid. Good job to our bullpen catcher. So, um, yeah, these, if I could pull up all the stories, we might be here for a while, but it, there's some beauties. Um, you know, you, you had a, a tremendous career. Um, you really did. You know, 15 years in the big leagues is you had a career at it. You know, very few players ever get to do that. Um, you battled through adversity, you trades, different teams as a young guy in Montreal, then going to the Yankees and the things you learned along the way. Your career gets over and, you know, five years later, you see your name on a Hall of Fame ballot. Uh, what, what was that moment like for you to just digest that as you kind of take that in? And, and you know, and we knew you're not going to get into the Hall of Fame, but you're, you're, a, you're, the, you're the 1% of 1%. So... 1% of players ever get into the big leagues, only another 1% ever get onto a ballot. It's a, a pretty special thing to, to go through right there. What was that like for you? Yeah, so just, I mean, you know, just talking about not only just having a chance to have a career, but, and then you, you bring that up. I, when I first opened up that envelope, I, I didn't know, and I, you know, it was something from the Hall of Fame, and I had no idea what it was, if, you know, they, you know, what they were, what was going on. But um, when I opened that up and read that, uh, my first initial thought was that, you know, I'm reading this right now and <clears throat> going back to being a kid, I just wanted to play, a, a, you know, one day. I just wanted to face one hitter. Um, and then to have, you know, have a career and be on the Hall of Fame ballot. That was, uh, honestly, that was, uh, when, I was, when I was young, those weren't even thoughts of mine you know I, I i tell this this story i'm gonna get off real quick on this one but as a kid i did, just did not know that much about baseball um other than it was really fun to play and i really like playing but when i was um when i was 16 even then i still thought that major league baseball players were all you know 12 feet tall and the pitchers threw a couple hundred miles an hour and <laughs> so it wasn't something that i was going to be able to do but uh, I, I went to a game when Charlie Huff was throwing it. We got there early. Charlie Huff was throwing a bullpen for the Marlins. And this was the last year of his career. And he's flipping knuckleballs up there. And in between, he'd, he'd take a couple rips off of his smag. Um, and Charlie, you know, worked at his pace as it was. And so, and, and he ended up later being my pitching coach um, when I was uh, 21. But... Uh, 
I just remember thinking, watching this and, and watching someone throw a knuckleball, and I thought, you know, I can maybe do something like that. I, I might have enough ability to, to do something like that. So I tell, to this day, Charlie was my, you know, my added inspiration for sure. Uh, well, you did more than that out on the field, man. You inspired a ton of teammates. We knew every fifth day when you took the mound that you were going to be ready to go. And, you know, as a teammate, that's all you ever want is accountability out of your guys in that locker room. And you had as much as anybody. Um, you wanted to win as much as anybody. You taught me how to be a, a you know, a, a better teammate and a, and, a, and a better human. And, uh, you know, I appreciate our friendship. I appreciate you coming here and, and joining us on the show and, and talking some baseball. It's great catching up with you. Absolutely, Dempy. We'll, we'll be in touch soon. Thanks for having me on. Ah, Ted Lilly, man. I tell you what. Sure, a great pitcher, um, but a better dude, a better human. One of my uh, best friends still to this day. So always great to catch up with him. Um, to see what he's doing in life and his takes on baseball was so great. Now, uh, our next guest, this guy, I'll tell you what, this is an interesting story, folks. And if you don't believe me, you're just gonna have to listen for yourself. Rich Hill, he returned from injury last year to post a 2.45 ERA and 13 starts with the Dodgers and was able to maintain a K per nine, well over nine per inning. That's right. 11 strikeouts per nine. Rich is looking to build off that momentum as a member of the dangerous Minnesota Twins team here in 2020. A great pickup for them into their rotation. So let's sit down with the left-hander, Rich Hill. Rich, how's things going there, pal? Hey, Ryan. Thanks for having me on. Everything's uh, everything's going well here. Uh, just here in Massachusetts and uh, enjoying uh, the, the turn of the weather, uh, I guess. Is, uh, it's been it's been pretty nice the last couple of weeks. So been able to enjoy uh, getting outside, doing it, obviously, uh, social distancing properly and, and, uh, and been enjoying the time with the family. Yeah. How's that? How's the time? Uh, the time off been? What have you been doing to, you know, keep in shape? You've been throwing. I know you you're you're not a, you're not a stranger to throwing against a brick wall if you have to. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I've I've made friends with uh, quite a few uh, brick and cement walls around the around the area here, and uh, <laughs> I have a I have a net, I have a net that I throw into. Um, would love to throw to a catcher. I know that that time is coming, hopefully soon. But uh, right now, with with what we're what we're going through and the whole country is going through, I think it's it's uh, just trying to do do uh, my part and and be you know uh, respectful towards towards everything that's happening and. Uh, I've been able to do that effectively. I've uh, been able to get in my workouts. Uh, I have a few uh, weight vests, um, you know, sandbags, uh, some, uh, some, you know, different other things that I've been able to use. Actually, a total gym. Uh, I have a total gym by nice. Chuck Norris there, who endorses. Yes, yeah, so I was able to get, I was able to get my workouts in with that, and uh, it's it's been good, honestly, and and just uh, making the best of the situation. You know, like everybody's been trying to find answers for coronavirus. I mean, the obvious answer is just calling Chuck Norris because, you know, if somebody can tackle that, it's got to be him. What's yeah. your favorite Chuck Norris saying? I always like the Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris doesn't cut his grass. He just stares at it and dares it to grow. Yeah. Oh, there's so many out there. I, I love yeah, there He, yeah, I don't know. It's just the, the legend of Chuck continues to, you know, grow. So I, I, I bought that actually a couple of years ago thinking I was going to, you know, oh, I can get some workouts in at the house and in between that and doing it, you know, going to the facility that I work out at. And, and, uh, you know, it turns out, you know, I started, 
using it here during during a pandemic. So it, it, everything's worked out great. Um, you know, hopefully we can get back to baseball here soon, and uh, you know, do it do it safely. Yeah, especially for you too. You got new teammates to meet. You know, uh, how excited yeah. are you to to be able to to put the twin uniform on and be a part of a, a first class organization and a team that um, you know is really uh, you know exciting these days and and on the on really on the up and up for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think when you when you look at that roster and you look at the rotation um, and and the lineup. I mean, going into spring training, knowing that they won a hundred game over a hundred games last year and and won the central. Um, you know, I, I it was the 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 purpose of where we were going to go um, this off season was was one main goal, and that's to win the World Series. And uh, you know, we we were weighing obviously what teams were going to give uh, you know the best opportunity to do that. And, and the twins are certainly right up there in the, in the top, you know, four teams, I believe in the, in the, in the league. So, um, you know, headed by someone who is, who is, uh, just a great leader in Rocco, uh, Rocco Baldelli, who's, who's, uh, you know, was incredible throughout all of spring training. Um, and, and just the interactions that, that I've had with him up to this point have been, have been great. And I think, uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to the season and hopefully we can, we can get that done and, and, uh, all come together again um recently just a couple days ago we had the major league baseball draft um and Mm -hmm. you know different this year right only five rounds um compared to the usual 40 rounds that they do so a lot of kids aren't getting drafted and you and i talked Mm -hmm. about this um, before we sat down here is you know just adversity in your career to me of all the people playing in the big leagues right now you want to talk about adversity being thrown your way um, you know, you've had it on a professional level, personal level, everything. What kind of advice could you give to these kids out there that didn't get drafted and now have seen their, you know, their kind of their dreams and aspirations go a different direction? What would you tell them going forward? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is every day show up for yourself. Um, know that you have to put in the time and the, and the, and the work and the effort. And that that's going to be all the difference in the world it doesn't matter you know uh if you're with an organization or you're with it or you're not with an organization the work doesn't know the difference um and i think staying disciplined again working hard and 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 being patient just be patient but also continue to put the time in um and 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 you know the time will come i really believe that and if you're passionate about it uh you're not going to quit uh, because you're going to, you know, that, that's one thing that I always tell guys is just if you're passionate about it, something that you really do, uh, you will continue to get up every single day and, and put the time and the effort in. Um, and, and I, I, I'm a, I, you know, as, as much as, um, you know, we're sitting here talking about it, I, I, have gone through a lot of ups and downs and yeah, it's, it's, I've been at home and I remember having a conversation with you and uh, this was back in 2015 and it was just like, hey, make all the phone calls you can. Call everybody, you know, empty your, empty your uh, phone book. And that's something that, because people want to hear from you and want to know and, and hear your voice and hear that, that, that passion that you have to go out there and, and continue to play the game. Um, you know, and, and I was fortunate to get another chance and, 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 uh, and make it work. But Again, and, and when you and when you're going through your workouts, when you're have an intensity about it, you know, have have a mindset that, uh, you know, when people go and, and, and watch a game, they want to see or a performance. If you go and see a, a Broadway show, you see that real 
live like just rawness that's out there and and that's what that's what people want to see and and you can do that in your workouts you can have that type of intensity and that passion in your workouts and and it will pay off i still like you know think back to the day i was in new york you called me we talked um you know you continued to throw we talked about how important that was continue to throw and mm -hmm. um next thing you know you know, I know, I know you go to independent ball and then I'm watching the ticker and I see R Hill for the Red Sox with 10 punch outs. And I'm like, wow, man, there's another R Hill in the big leagues. Yeah. This is cool. Who's this guy? Yeah. <laughs> but like, that's yeah, how fast I know. things changed and how different it was since then you go on, you, you know, you've, mm -hmm. you've made more money than you ever made in your career. Um, in the, mm -hmm. you know, in the later years of your career, you get a chance to, you know, pitch for a contending team. How close were you to ever just hanging them up? And then do you ever just marvel and look and be like, wow, like how fast things change so, so quickly? Yeah, I, I can, I, I honestly, I think about that when, when, is there a time when I was like, no, that's it. And there really wasn't uh, because I felt that I still had more to give. And I felt like the ball was coming out of my hand extremely well in 2015, especially when I made the change to go back up over the top. And it gave me that time. That's the other thing is that if, if, if you guys don't uh, get drafted um, and you're out there, this is the time right now and your opportunity to be creative and find out what you are good at. And don't let anybody else try to convince you otherwise because, you know, I remember coming up and, and you know, saying that, oh, well, your curveball's too loopy. It's, it's, it's not – your fastball's not going to play. Um, but we didn't have ways to quantify spin rate. We didn't have ways to quantify – um, you know, uh, just, just exit velocity. And, and why does, uh, you know, my, someone like myself have, have a lower exit velocity uh, versus a guy who might throw harder? I don't know. I mean, it's just all these things now. We have so many different um, tools to use to our advantage that each and every one, each and every player out there can use to uh, find out, A, what they're good at and continue to make that even better and strengthen your strengths. Um, you know, that's one thing that, that I finally accepted. I was like, you know what, I'm not going to become uh, a great changeup pitcher. I can use my curveball as my changeup and I, and I can continue to make my curveball, you know, more dynamic. So that's, that's where, where kind of, uh, the creativity really came into play and, and dropping down and doing all these things out of it's, it wasn't because yes, survival. And I wanted to continue to pitch, but it was also the freedom to be able to just do it. Just, just go out there and do it. And, and, and again, don't listen to people who say that you can't because it's just not, that's, they're not looking out for your best interest. I think I went we off. We talk a about your bit. curve. No, no, it's <laughs> yeah, great. Sorry. I love it. No, it's so, yeah, no, it's yeah. very, that's, we're off the mound. So you can go off however yeah. you wanted to go off here. Um, <laughs> you know, I had, we had Ted on before you today and mm -hmm. just talked to him about your guys' relationship pitching together in Chicago um, and, and, you know, your curveball and and his curveball and things like that you know did you do you ever pick his brain about you know how mm -hmm. he threw his and and vice versa and the kind of um just to just to make it a little bit better and things you might have learned from him along the way yeah absolutely and and also with yourself i mean i i just quick story for everybody out there i remember the first time getting the call down the bullpen and and uh, i walked into you know wrigley field and you know, the bullpen was, was at that time was still on the field and, uh, the phone rang. It was like, Rich, get up. And I was like, uh, <laughs> so nervous. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and, and you came over and I threw about five balls to the backstop 
they had to call time and, and you brought me a glass of water and I don't even think there was any water left in it because my hand was shaking so much. But anyway, um, you know, those, you know, there's just a, a bunch of stuff that I remember obviously um, with yourself and, and in regards to work ethic and watching, you know, the career that, that you had and, and, and the longevity and the time and the effort that is put in. And you're like, okay, if this is where you want to go, this is something that you have to like take notes, right? Like, you know, you're looking at guys like Ted Lilly and Ted, you know, he would, he would talk about uh, backspinning the ball as much as he could. And, and really that was kind of the first time before we talked about spin rate or anything like that um, was, was the carry on the baseball. So he would talk about carry and he would talk about late life. Um and when we would play catch together or I'd watch him play catch, it would just see the ball like almost float, you know, it would just float through the air. And, uh, and, uh, the other thing, you know, uh, was just him saying, make sure that, you know, you want to peak every fifth day. You don't want to peak in your bullpen. You don't want to peak, you know, on, on day three of, of, uh, you know, a long toss session. Yes. You want those to be quality, but you don't want to peak. So it's like, how do you, and, 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 you know, as well as anybody, um, you know, as, as 162 game season goes is that you have to make sure that you are ready on that fifth day to perform. And, and how do you go about that? And everybody has to find their own, their own way to do that. Um, we were lucky to play with each other, uh, in Chicago, uh, as well as both of us, you know, being teammates with Ted and then, you know, your career goes a different direction. All of a sudden you get out to California, you play in Oakland, and then you play in LA and mm -hmm. you play with, you know, really this generation's top five, you know, you're talking top three pitchers of our generation in Clayton Kershaw. Yeah. What was it like to watch him every fifth day and what he was able to do out, out on the mound? What he, what he is able to do out on the mound? The competitor yeah, that I, he is. you know, absolutely Ryan. The, the, the one thing is that it's, it's, it's every day too, when he goes into workout, when he goes into do his uh, long toss, when he goes into, uh, you know, anything that is competitive, um, he is at hundred percent, um, intensity. So that, that, and then, you know, we kind of fed off of each other, I think, or, you know, I, I've kind of developed this very intense mindset when I go out there and, and, and pitch every fifth day. Um, and it, you know, it, it's really, the thing is for me, when I go out there and do that, and pitch the way that I pitch with with an attitude and the aggressive intensity that I have is is because after the game is over I don't want to look in the mirror and say well there was more that I could have done and you know having that that mindset and 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 bringing that kind of summonsing up that that intensity to go out there every single day he he certainly he had it I I watched a game uh one time where I think he tweaked his back early on he ended up pitching five innings. I mean, he was throwing 85, 86 miles an hour. He was, he was, uh, you know, we ended up winning the game. Um, but it was just the determination to not quit, to not give up. And uh, that's, that's his, his makeup. And, you know, you start to see that uh, go over to other guys, Walker Bueller. And you watch his attitude when he goes out and pitches and his intensity. Like, it's, 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 it's so awesome to see. And that's what you buy the ticket for. You buy the ticket to see, you know, just big punches thrown. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, I, love. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, how do you, how did you, who along the way made you so strong up top mentally? Were there's books you read? I mean, did you go to a Tony Robbins 
convention or something yeah. because like your yeah. your ability yeah, to we're... overcome a lot of things <laughs> a lot of things in life you you you've yeah. done such a tremendous job of that you know what are, is there is there motivational tapes you use like you, you're just an inspiration i i feel like to a lot of people because your career yeah. did take a turn and you, and you managed to turn it back straight and narrow and and actually even better than it was before yeah absolutely i think one once you stop looking for um you know, is it okay? Is it good enough? Is that good enough? Is that good? Enough? Yeah, Rich, it's the best curveball I've ever seen. How much, what else do you want? You know, I mean, that that's where it's, you know, always looking for approval or anything like that. And that, that, that for me ended. And then I started to become, you know, myself. And that is something that uh, was a huge change in, in, in my career where I wasn't, you know, trying to uh, maybe be the people pleaser or, or try to do things, uh, the way other people wanted me to do it. I'm going to do it the way that I want to do it. And, and, it, you know, and it's, it's, you go out there and you can see it in between the lines, right? So the baseball doesn't lie when it comes out of your hand, it knows the, it knows the aggressiveness and the intensity, uh, when you throw a pitch and the hitter can tell you from their swing. Um, now that's not to say that I didn't have that, um, when I was when I was younger, it was just more in in spurts. It just kind of came and went. It wasn't it wasn't as consistent. You know, there there are there are definitely mentors that I've had, um, and and along the way too, it's kind of like a growth uh, model. And when you're ready to kind of take that next step and and understand development and and where in some guys it happens earlier, some guys it happens later. Um, and as I said before, is like, you know, not to say that I wasn't throwing the ball at times as well as I could have when I was younger. It just didn't seem like there was any uh, method to it. You know, there was no plan. There wasn't, I mean, it just didn't seem as clear and cut as it is the last five years as, as it has for me, uh, as, it, as it has been yep. for me. And, um, you know, a lot of it too is just coming to the realization of who you are as a, as a pitcher um, and 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 as a player and what you want to do when you go out there and and I will say this that you know if anybody's out there uh, you know struggling to to find themselves it's when you bring that mindset and you bring that intensity it is undeniable and when you get after it and you just go a hundred percent. And I'm not saying a hundred percent as in, you know, you're trying to throw the, the ball as hard as you can every single time, or you're trying to swing the bat as hard as you can every single time. It it's, it's just, you know, putting in the time and the effort and the work that it takes to, again, peak on that fifth day, but, but have the ball come out of your hand the way that you wanted, what the way you want it to with, with, with just an unrelenting intensity. It's, it's, you know, and it's a great feeling afterwards. After you're done, you know, you can just look back and 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 you know, it's not about the it's not about the outcome. It's about how many times you know each pitch, each pitch. Can I make this pitch? Okay, now make the next pitch. And when you're in that fight, I'm I'm preaching in the choir with you, but to everybody else out there, when you're in that when you're in that boxing ring, uh, there's no better feeling when you're going at it with a hitter, and and you know they're 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 giving everything that that they can, and you're giving everything that you can. Um, and, one and of the, the guys, belief behind a baseball, like sometimes believing yeah. 
you know, I say the baseball gods out there, they, they know when you're a hundred percent committed behind a pitch and, you know, yeah. you could throw that same, that same pitch down the middle center cut and it gets fouled off and you don't quite believe on you and you throw it down on the corner, it gets whacked because there's a belief behind, behind the baseball. Rod Beck was somebody yeah. who, you know, at the middle yeah. of my career kind of told me that. And you've obviously found that, um, you know, in yourself and the belief, you know, I think that's, and that's super important. And it's good that you relay that message to, you know, to the next generation, because it's important for them yeah. to hear that. Yeah, absolutely. The, the conviction that you can have behind it and, and, and when the ball comes out of your hand, like we said, it, it's not going to, it's going to tell you exactly everything you need to know. Um, and along with the, the hitter's swing. Um, so don't let velocity get in your way. Don't let, you know, I know that this is uh, obviously a time where, um, you know, everything is, is, is really pushing towards how fast am I throwing? How fast am I throwing? Um, that's not necessarily, you know, the truth all the time. So, um, you know, don't let that get in your way. Let, let the convicted approach, uh, dictate how you are going to throw the baseball. And I think that is something that, you know, having that, having that behind it makes all the difference in the world. All right. Well, Hey, Rich, man, I, I can't think of anybody um, that's really overcome more adversity of anybody I've ever played with, you know, your ups and downs throughout your career. Um, you continue to fight through it. It's so awesome to yeah. see the success that you've had as you've gone back to the rotation. So proud of you. And, and really thanks for the message that you, uh, you know, you've given the kids out there that, you know, are looking to chase their dreams down of being major leaguers. It's really special. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you for having me on the show. It was a, it was a real pleasure. Thank you. Well, it was a good time catching up with my old teammates, Rich Hill and Ted Lilly. So great of the left-handers to stop by off the mound and share some stories with us. Uh, we won't hold it against them because they're left-handed. You know, just because they threw from the wrong side of the rubber, that's okay. We embrace everybody here at Off the Mound. Hope you enjoyed today's conversations as well as I did. If you did and you want to hear more interviews, please download and subscribe to Off the Mound with Ryan Dempster podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Some of our recent guests include Kyle Schwarber, Kerry Wood, Carlos Zimbrano, and Ken Griffey Jr. So check those out. And don't forget to watch the show every Friday night at 8 p.m. on Marquee Sports Network. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.